Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls of all ages to a very special episode of A Play on Nerds. I've lied to you before, but not this time. Never. This is my co-host. I'm Jarman, and that's Steve. That's him. I'm that. (laughs) And we're bringing something a little different this time around. Brand new. A brand new bit. Now, this is partially inspired. I have to give credit where credit is due uh, to my lovely fiance, who um, just said, you guys just seem to do episodes about movies all the time. And back at our roots, if you're longtime listeners, you know, old play on nerds. We talk about something mm-hmm. different every time. I took a lot of work and a lot of prep. And, and this we had kind of got to a groove here where we just kind of watched a movie that was kind of related to what was coming out and it, it works. It's still nerdy. It was fun for us to watch. Very tangentially related. Yeah, but it was becoming very movie centric. And so a way to kind of branch out from that is we're introducing something called nerd roll of fortune. Roll of fortune. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make music or something for it later. I'm sure. <laughs> So as of right now, as you're listening to this, you probably can see the title of the episode and what this is about. Currently, while we're recording, we don't know what this episode is going to be about, main segment-wise. no idea. All the other segments are still kind of there, the nerd news, radical recommends, trailer reviews. You won't know until what's going to happen until the main segment. Then we will explain a little bit more about what's going on. But uh, for right now, I think that's just uh, going to take some what's been going on. Oh, no. <laughs> what have you been nerd on? What's been happening with you, Steve? Oh, man. I ended and started a new campaign of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, we've already started a new one. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver with my cousin, her fiance, and then two of my players from the West Coast who showed interest in playing earlier. Okay, so still on online, not in person, right? Yeah, still all online. Gotcha. So started that, Lost Minds of Fandelver. I'm going to make it not terrible. Uh, and then otherwise just work getting into the new routine here. And, um, we had, uh, we, we like entertained last night for the first Ooh, time in your new house. Very nice. Yeah. So we decided that we're going to host dinner every other Wednesday for my brother, his wife, their daughter, and my mom and dad. Oh, wow. And then we're going to invite like one other entity each time. <laughs> like a cousin. So this time it was Henry and his wife, Carla. Planning on inviting aunts and uncles, sort of one at a time, because we don't really have the room to host everyone. Everyone, right? So we're just going to rotate people through. Okay, well, that's a step in the right direction. You'll see family quite yeah. a bit. And so we hosted the for really for the first time, and everyone ate the food. We made the right amount. People went back for seconds and third. Like that's how I knew I did good. Well, please tell me that sometimes it'll be like a potluck and they'll bring some of their own stuff because that's gonna be no, a lot no, of work. no. But then, but then my like my brother and his wife host Sunday suppers. Gotcha. And my mom and dad host supper every week or two. So basically, like each one of us hosts at some point, but then the other one knows that they're gonna have like two other nights where they don't have to figure out dinner. Wow, you're you see a lot of family. Glad you guys like each other. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can like someone for a dinner. That's true. And then you can leave. <laughs> and then I can have dinner. Yeah. Food's good. 
<laughs> but no, we, we we it's been good. I'm excited. To well, have that's the one of the whole finally big part of why you moved there in the first place. Be closer to family, so you're actually doing it. So that's commendable. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't gonna move here and not see family, <laughs> right? And then Anna and I are trying to figure out a second vehicle, so that's been a fun adventure. Oh, okay. Um, because we're we've been living out of our car and then my dad's car, which I've been taking to work because uh-huh. he's retired. He doesn't need it most of the time. Um, but we're just getting to the point where like I can't keep. Yeah, you know, I got to give it back at some point. Yeah, let him have his autonomy, even if he's a retired dude. <laughs> um, so we're looking at Nissan Rogues. Hey, Rogues are good good cars. Yeah, they get decent mileage for like a crossover SUV. Um, space for the kids. Good, more space, which is what we need. Yeah, we need space. Mm-hmm. So, so you'll have the uh, proverbial sure soccer cleats back there and such. Um, but yeah, so what, what have you been up to? Uh, well, just the wedding planning going on, getting married July 15th. So coming up soon. Yeah. Woo, woo, two woo. months from now, Steve will be down here for that. That'll be great. Here I finally me. got the last two days I needed off. Oh, good. <laughs> Scheduling in retail is insane. I imagine. So I have to ask for days off, like vacation days, but then if I want to do take non-paid days, still within my normal schedule, I then have to wait until like eight weeks before, or like nine weeks before. Jeez, it cuts it close. So I was just able to submit the last two days I needed. <laughs> right. It's just ridiculous. It's insane. But you've already got a place to stay and everything like that sorted out, so that's great. Yeah, but you get a place to stay, rental car, taken nice. care of and done, so... It's gonna be a good time, but I got everything else planned. Almost, we 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 got wedding. Got, we have the DJ, the caterer, the um, the the uh, photographer, the big stuff out of the way, the venue, uh, just the smaller things we gotta figure out. It's just the uh, the, the cake and then the decorations. It's kind of the last little things we got. How many in the air. balloon animal handlers do you have? <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> you laugh, but I know it. a balloon animal handler, so that's. That could really happen. Everyone knows one sad balloon animal handler. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but if you are longtime listeners of the podcast and just kind of, of play on nerds in general, we have an old buddy, Patrick, uh, who's basically I talk to him every week because we're all buddies from high school, too. And we play games together and such. Um, he's also in the wedding and he came over for two days of training, which was fun. I haven't seen him in a while. And he had to stay at my house overnight. And we trained on audio editing because he wanted to see if it's something that he'd be into. So we did some hardcore training and he might be pretty good at it. So we'll see. Um, but other than that, I saw the Super Mario movie. And the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie all in one weekend. So I, it was very enjoyable. Um, wow. That's a big weekend. Yeah. So it was a spur of the moment thing on Friday night to go see um, Super Mario, um, which both me and the fiance were excited about. But she was not a fan, decidedly. Um, thought it was very poorly written. And I could see her points about it just being not much plot. But I think I was just blinded by nostalgia, even though she has nostalgia for it, too. But I was just like, I, I loved everything happening. It was fun. And somehow I forgot Chris Pratt was, you know, doing Mario for a while. Um, <laughs> but definitely kids will love it. Um, so if you played it for your kids, I think they'd really like it. Um, you didn't see either of these yet, right? Uh, no, but Joyce did go see Mario and loved it. Oh, she did. Okay, cool. She went and saw it with Uncle Christian and her cousin. Very nice. Um, and Guardians, I think, surprised me as being better than I expected it to be. Great closeout to the trilogy. Um, I won't spoil anything, but just it's it was really good and not as lighthearted as your other ones. Let's put it that way. That Whew. is what I've heard. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, Jolie was just mad, <laughs> just mad at the movie. Um, but yeah, worth seeing for sure. But now I think that brings us to some 
Nerdy News. It's time for Nerdy News. All right, so to go along with Steve's funny title sometimes of uh, nerd news stories, uh, I this is called Exercises for Losers and It May Kill You. <laughs> so in exercise technology news, I have great news for all of us geeks out there. It's not worth it. So just this last week, 2.2 million Peloton bikes have been recalled because of many cases where the bike seat breaks in the middle of a workout and sends users hurtling toward the ground and receiving injuries. <laughs> um, and this comes after, I think it was a couple of years back, their treadmill model, they have a treadmill as well, was also recalled because of injuries and one child being killed. It didn't say how, but somehow it, their treadmill killed a child. Um so basically, the point of this whole story is it's much safer to sit in the couch and just don't try. <laughs> just don't buy $3,000 workout bikes. That, that too. It's probably these fragile rich people trying to get on their Peloton bike and then they just don't know how to use it and fall over. And- we got an elliptical for the basement, mm-hmm. 150 bucks. Perfect. Yeah, I got a. Guess what? Net hasn't killed one of my kids even. <laughs> we got a treadmill in our room. Uh, we got it for free from our, our nearby neighbors. I haven't used it, so there we go. It hasn't killed us either. Hey, hey, you're getting what you paid for. That's right. Nothing for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing. And, and now the there's going to be some crazy free. great music for our brand new main segment right here. <laughs> so, Nerd Roll of Fortune. So now are we allowed to explain what it is? Yes. Okay, good. They've earned it. They sat through the dumb stuff. All right. So basically, what we did is had ChatGPT generate 20 categories of nerdy pop culture type things um, for us to talk about. And so we're going to roll a dice, a D20, to pick which category we choose. And then within those categories, there's 10 items, which are subtopics, the topics we're actually going to talk about within that category. So we'll roll a D10 to pick out that subtopic, and that will be what we talk about for this main segment. Now, we're trying out some rules here and trying to move around. It might change and evolve over time. But the one thing I'm trying, I'm offering forth is that we have one mulligan. Like, if we have one chance to roll again, if we get something that we just really don't have anything to say about. But I tried to make sure there wasn't anything weird like that in there. So we should be able to right. chat about it. Do you want to roll the first D20 or the first D10? Um, you're going to roll both of them because my D20 is not around me. <laughs> All right. 13. 13 for the D20. Okay, let's let, let's uh, have a little drum roll here. And let's see what that category is. You said 13? Yep, 13. 13. Okay. All right. Geeky gadgets and technology. Ooh, okay. And on the D10, I have a six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. <laughs> so we could, it's 3D printing, prototyping, sculpting, and replicating. That could be our topic, unless you want to pull a mulligan. And we, then the second time we roll, if we, we still have to choose one of the two. So we can't roll again. We don't have to pick now the second one. Now we're talking one. about it. Okay. We're what about- do you think? What do you think <laughs> is the weirdest sex thing someone has made in a 3D printer? Um, I have a friend who will go unnamed who owns several 3D printers. And then I have another friend who owns a couple. But the one who has a couple 3D printers has openly admitted that him and his his significant other have a very kinky relationship. 
So when you bring that up, I'm like, the possibilities are endless. I mean, I, it is still in a, in a phase where you can only have like hard objects. Like, I don't think there's like, you can't make like rubber items and stuff, can you? Like, I don't know. Maybe there's probably all sorts of crazy <laughs> machines out there. Because <laughs> you could only make like hard dildos or something. But I, I don't know. I don't know what else you could make. But uh, I'm going to imagine it's some sort of giant phallical duck penis. All <laughs> and they, they were able to get they were able to get the barbed spiral curly cue just right <laughs> oh, with God. 3D printing technology. <laughs> but they need it made it big enough for them. That sounds very painful. <laughs> Uh, oh, it is, but they love it. Well, we'll probably have to get back to the topic of sex because it'll never come up again. But do you remember what your first memories of hearing about 3D printing and actually seeing it happen in real time? Yeah, I think my the early ones I remember were like medical. Like oh, yeah. we're scanning the thing and then we're going to 3D print the heart using new silicon technology. I've seen the video of them 3D print printing the an valve, ear. Like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I've seen the one, the ear being printed. Have you seen that? It made of actual mm. biological material. That's kind of screwed up. That's crazy. It's the future. And they have burgers. They've made burgers and meat out of this now, <laughs> which I think is the future because then we're not killing any animals and the vegans and, and vegetarians will shut up and we can actually eat meat, but it's it's tastes exactly the same, but it will not be from a real animal. I'm down with that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you wouldn't try it? No, nah, I just like my meat to taste like murder. Oh, and well, on that topic, would you eat human meat if it was just replicated in the 3D printer? Because the ethical quandaries are gone. It's just... It's, it was are never, the ethical quandaries gone? Because it was never from... Are they? It was never from a living being. Yeah, but you want it to be from a living being. Well, you want it to. It's just the exact type of meat that would be coming from a human DNA wise. It's the same issue I have with uh, like <laughs> vegans and vegetarians who's like, who are like, I eat meat flavored things. And I go, why? You chose a different path. <laughs> I chose the non-cannibal path. You could, you could eat meat flavored things. It's called meat. <laughs> Yeah, but then that's killing an animal and it's unethical and all that jazz. But they they don't have an argument anymore about the meat if it's, it was just printed in a, a lab and it never came from an actual animal. But it, it exactly is meat. I don't know. I feel like – see, here's the other issue. I feel like it would be a slippery slope because I feel like I'd eat the human – the like machine-made human <laughs> flesh and always be like, yeah, but is it accurate? <laughs> now I got to try the real thing. <laughs> I'm always going to wonder. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I'd be excited about trying all the exotic meats that we can't ever eat because, you know, they're endangered and stuff. You know, <laughs> like, and we can also have a right, uh, crazy sci fi movie. These people are on a vessel to a different world for like 80 years, mm -hmm. and their food replicator breaks in a way. And the only way they can make meat is someone has to give like human tissue. Yeah. And so it develops. And the, and everyone just comes to rely on this 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 human tissue, and then one day the machine breaks down, and they're salivating for that particular. And they human all tissue. have a taste for human flesh <laughs> on a spaceship. Oh, and the name of the movie, Appetite. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'd watch that. That sounds pretty good. Right? <laughs> of course, like a zombie space film. Of course. <laughs> And I, I remember thinking when I first saw it coming out that I was like, oh, my God, replicators from Star Trek are really happening. 
And it kind of slowed down, I feel like, the improvements. Like, suddenly it was around and then hasn't gotten that much more impressive to me, I don't think. But maybe it's still all in development phases. But the biggest thing for you and I is D&D. We play a lot of that. And 3D printing mm-hmm. models has made that so much cheaper and customizable. Um, since my buddy has a pr- printer, we can get find any of those little schematics online for our, our miniatures for D&D, and he can just print them out and have them to the next session. Like, it's that easy. It's cheap to do. Yeah, um, I've had one of my players experiment with that. Oh, yeah. And I, I haven't seen anything too express. It's too impressive, but you know, he tries. Well, there's a, have you seen the website, the big website that does it now? Um, no, I'm forgetting. Oh, what is it? Um, oh, I'm forgetting the Hero name. Forge? Hero Forge, yeah. If you want Hero Forge, you can customize, and now they have in color as well, and you can get it in plastic, premium plastic, um, I think in gold now. You can get it in like heavy pewter, all these different like materials um, with different varying levels of detail, but they also have color now where you can plastic and it prints it out in that color as you want it. That's crazy. And they have all the races from the books. Like, it's crazy. So, very customizable. So, that's my biggest benefit of 3D printing so far has not been meat or medical advances. It's (laughs) D&D. That's fair. (laughs) What do you want to see come from 3D printing? I don't know. Like, human flesh or something. You know. (laughs) (laughs) We already covered that. (laughs) What were you going to say? This is where I cut you off. Um... I don't remember. I'm tired. I was, well, I was going to ask you, do we roll the dice again? Like, we've had a decent talk. No, I think that's the idea print. is we have to, we have to fill we up a topic. We just talked about it the whole episode? Just that one main segment. That's all. <laughs> Man. But that's the thing. If we're doing this well, talking about 3D printing, something that we don't really have much knowledge or background about, I think we'll do okay with most of these topics because it's like pop culture history. There's role-playing games and like uh, paranormal right, 3D, subjects I stuck 3D in 3D printed pants. Oh, just imagine you go, you have to go get naked and go into a booth with like lasers. They shine all over you <laughs> and they measure your Jimmy Jong and all that. Your Jimmy and, Jong. Uh, and then they print you the best fitting pair of pants you've ever experienced in your life. I would love that. That's a great use for it, actually, to make sure you're right. the right fit around the hips, the knees, like everywhere. Like, yeah, because it's never just right. And you have to go see like an actual tailor. And that's. Too expensive. Who wants what do you to do think that? about this? The housing by 3D printing. What do you mean? Well, they're making these houses now where they have these big, uh, like cement setups on grids, where it literally like prints row by row a house. I had no idea that existed. It's like a giant 3D printer. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, look up look up 3D printed house. It's crazy. 3D printed house. Let's see. And I guess that's be good for the homeless population because it's probably cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, it will be cheap. 3D printed. It looks like a regular house. Right? It looks, yeah, I can see like the striations where it was like printed, but that looks pretty. Yeah, but so what? Yeah, this looks kind of cool, actually, the striations. Yeah, it looks like you got worms or something. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it actually gets good enough where it is basically like the replicators from Star Trek, but. It needs materials, and they kind of waved their hand on that in Star Trek, where it's like, oh, the dilithium crystals, they power that, and then we break everything that breaks down in the replicators is reused. So they imply that when you take a dump in the toilet, your matter from the dump is being replicated into sandwiches and 
um, whatever else you call a lubricator for. <laughs> so. See, that's what I thought. always thought of it as, is it was like a matter converter. So there was a huge tank of poo somewhere on the Star Trek, Starship, and every time someone ordered a coffee, a little bit of it beamed out. Pretty much. And became coffee and went in someone's mouth hole. Yeah, it just breaks all the atoms down and puts them back together. Because that's what it was in the um, in the um, hollow suites and stuff, uh, the holodeck. It was always just reusing matter, and that's why it could solidify. You could touch things in the holodeck because they're real matter that's being replicated in, in the air, kind of using the transporter and replicator technology. God, I want that. But everyone's just going to use it's it for crazy. sex, so it's just it's bound to yes, happen. Yes, I will use it for sex. <laughs> Pretty much most technology is put is forwarded by the use for sexual applications, so it makes sense. All right, so since we uh, just uh, did one topic of conversation there, uh, and we got some time, let's just do another topic. 20. Nat 20, baby. Nat 20. All right. Let's see where that brings us. Oh, and a Nat 10. Oh, max on both. All right. So we got geeky parenting and family activities. <laughs> okay, so like nerdy things you can do with your kids. Yeah, and so the side topic you we have you got a ten. Yeah, ten. All right, so family cosplay and coordinating costumes and group outfits. <laughs> All right. So the key is you gotta you gotta let them pick. Oh, what if they're not old enough to pick? Our kid picked at like three. Oh, so I guess there is a cutoff where they literally can't communicate to you, but even then. If you dress them up like a character they love, they're going to go and they're going to love wearing that costume and they're going to love having fun and posing for pictures and having people recognize them as that character. Mm. If you put them in some tag along thing that goes with the crazy thing you did, they're not going to like it. They're not going to want to wear it. Right. Because dad or mom picked this out. So now I know I don't want Right, it. You got to get them involved. That's the key to family cosplay, especially when they're young. What was that first one that they picked out at three? Well, the we had so the first one we ever took Joyce to, she went as a Wiz was even family. We put her in cosplay. I put her in Ewok costume that we made for her. Oh, I remember that. And she was excited because she just thought she was a little teddy bear. Oh, and she was too, maybe adorable, just adorable. And the next time we went, uh, she went as Penelope von Schweet, and I went as Wreck It Ralph. Oh, that's the character from Wreck-It Ralph, Penelope Von Yeah, from Wreck-It Ralph, the, the little princess. And then uh, mom went as Fix-It Felix Jr. Oh, that's cute. And it was great. And Joyce went and she won She like won a kid's cosplay contest because <laughs> she was into it. Yeah. And she loved that I was doing Wreck-It Ralph, this thing she loved. But if I tried to like make her a Ghostbuster or something, she'd hate it. Right. You have to wait until they're older and actually want to do that. <laughs> And they just admit they may never want to do that. Yeah, it's possible. So so that's been our key to family cosplay. So, Jeremy, let's say you have a perfect malleable kid who just wants to do everything you do and doesn't care about what. What's your family cosplay? <laughs> well, of course, it'll be the Starfleet uniforms, which is simple and cute, mm -hmm. um, the matching ones. But I think you know, taking your advice and probably that logic of that, I'm purposely never going to push Star Trek on my kids. Because I really want them to like it. And I think you're right. If you push it on them, it's just not going to be something they're going to be into. It's like if, mm -hmm. like Scott watching football every day growing up. My stepdad, like, I hate football. I never want to watch it ever. So, like, maybe it's just the opposite. Like, oh, I'm just watching TV. You don't have to watch this. This is just dad's thing. And then, like, he's like, oh, well, I want to see what dad's thing is. And it's suddenly 
they become interested. No, don't watch it. Go to your room. Yeah. You're not allowed to watch this. You You can't watch this. If I ever catch you watching this. (laughs) That's what they told me about Beavis and Butthead. They're like, don't watch that show. It's terrible. I'm like, I started watching it just despite them. And I hated the show. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) I forced myself to watch it. not, Not our kind of show. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd probably think of more creative things. But for now, that's definitely the first thing that pops to mind is some kind of cute. I make like a little Gorn outfit for uh, the baby. That'd be really cute. <laughs> All right. What do you think the most inappropriate family cosplay is? Uh, like if you're going as if like, like you're, the mom is like Princess Leia and your baby is Han Solo. It's like, uh, a little, <laughs> like get the weirdness there with that. Or like I okay, see, I think I've yeah. seen pictures of like a of Pinhead from Hellraiser as like a little baby. <laughs> it's like that's a little strange. Yeah, or have two kids and dress one of them up as Luke and one of them up as Leia, and then make them kiss for photo ops. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Probably, probably happened. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I did like. There was probably a time. There was pro- definitely a time. Between the second and third movie, where somewhere that happened, yeah, they're like, oh, they're love interests, of course. Yeah, sense. they're love interests, <laughs> which makes it worse. Reenact the kiss. Mm. <laughs> they're two kids. Later on, they've got like, oh, he was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Um, just gross. Yeah, so that would probably be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just hoping because sports people family cosplay all the time when they go to sports, you know, with their their kids, and they force them to wear like the the same uniforms and everything. So it's, a, it's, yeah, they're all dressed like losers. I'm so tired. I did like this cat, this category overall, though. I thought it'd be fun for you to share a lot of stuff, the geeky parenting and family activities category. So this will pop up occasionally on the nerd roll of fortune. Fortune. Okay, so I think that brings us to some Radical Recommends. Radical Recommends. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. All right, so this week's Radical Recommends, I am recommending something that's from the Dropout TV streaming service, which I'm not even sure if it's available internationally, but it's uh, here in the U.S. It's made by the same people who did College Humor for all those years. And a company had bought them out, but they have a lot of the same actors and writers that have made tons of shows now on this thing called Dropout TV. And that whole, um, I think, Critical Role is all on there, I believe. And or no, it's not mm-hmm. Critical Role. It's, a, it's like a, a sister pot thing that's also like Critical Role, like D&D is on there a lot. Um, uh, Dimension 20. Dimension there 20. We there we go. And a lot of comedy shows, too. But the, my favorite one so far has definitely been Game Changer. And it's hosted by a guy called Sam Reich, who is the son of Robert Reich, who is the former U.S. Secretary of Labor for for back in the Obama years and before that, I believe. And he's the the son. Sam Reich is about my age. He's a super funny guy. He always wears a suit and and nice glasses like he's going to work at the bank. But he's the host of this show. And basically, it's a game show that has three actor, comedian, improvisers as contestants. And the rules change every week. So they have to figure out what the rules are in that game as they go. Um, like once they brought out what looks like a steampunk lie detector that would either light up green or red. If you were telling the truth, oh, or I love that one. Oh, I've you seen saw these? Of these. I've seen many of these. Oh, yeah. good. I don't, it come up a lot on like TikTok and like a lot of feeds like that too. Um, but each time you told the truth, you would get a point. Uh, but the questions started getting very personal and specific 
And it turned out that all of their significant others were backstage and were supp- they had supplied the questions and they were the ones pushing the button if they told the truth or not. <laughs> so it was really funny. Um, and one last example is another episode. Each guest has to make the sound of the prompt on a screen and it starts off um, really simple with like a duck and they say they quack and they make a quack noise to get a point. But then it became more complex and like the prompt would say the sound of your parents fighting in the next room because your dad took you to see an R-rated movie. <laughs> so, and if one contestant does a poor job, they have other, people, other contestants can steal. And it just it's so random, ridiculous and fun. Um, well, oftentimes very smart jokes and humor, too. Um, but yeah, game changer on Dropout TV or on YouTube. Might be able to find a lot of clips and stuff. So check it out. Uh, one of my favorite online rants this is on everyone's is there's one where Brennan Lee Mulligan uh the whole game the whole only rule is that he can't win <laughs> and he, and he gets more and more frustrated oh i can't wait to eventually they bring out crowns for the other contestants <laughs> and in the end he goes on a 45 second improvised rant that is some of the finest improv that maybe has ever graced a youtube he is pretty incredible clip. at it uh but the best one i've ever seen yet though was three new guys um who are shakespeare improvisers have you seen clips on that one yet <laughs> No, I don't think so. They had to improvise scenes as directed by Sam Reich, but all in Shakespearean pentameter and verse and prose and mix it all together, different characters. And they did it almost perfectly. These guys were incredible. They might get their own spinoff show because it's just so well done. Um, but they do that like for their own show. So they brought them on Game Changer and improvise scenario is hilarious. And having some knowledge of Shakespearean plays, you'll even get more of the jokes. And it's just like, wow, how are they doing this? So. It's it's worth it. We're checking it out. I'm glad you've seen some of it. Oh, yes, most definitely. But that brings us to some trailer reviews. All right. This week on trailer reviews, I'm bringing the trailer for Black Demon, which looks to be the story of a man who works for an oil drilling company who takes his family out onto an oil rig only to be stalked and assaulted by a giant oil-eating shark, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the pool must the be pretty dry is, for trailers, huh, Steve? <laughs> the shark looks black, and he's there for oil, but they imply that it might be a demon of local legend and lore, which yeah. is somehow going to take down an oil rig. It looks to be the size you of a hear yourself, Hollywood? Yeah, it's clearly flying on the coattails of Meg... But before the Meg Two is out, like it's in that sweet spot, and it's got I, a couple actors, you know. Yeah, I forgot the guy's name. The lead. Everyone forgot the guy's name. <laughs> He's a generic white guy who's seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yes, um, I did think it looked silly and over the top at parts, but it also looked legit scary in other parts, like more darker toned, like a horror film. Whereas, like Meg is more like an action movie and not really scary per se. I don't think it's trying to be that scary. Um, and like there's other jokey shark movies all over the place, like Sharknado and crap. So I'm actually kind of excited to see one that's trying to be more of a horror movie, um, and darker in tone, but not that it's going to be great, but I think it could be a fun watch on Netflix or something late at night. Cause it looks like it looks, it looks, it looks pretty decent, surprisingly like good quality, but do we need this movie? No, no. Oh no. Not. Of course not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Uh, so I'm going to give this one, uh, Raul Ra- Julia standing on his bed. He's like, I know you're still down there. And he's looking down in the darkness and Gary, you see Gary Busey's head poke out from underneath the mattress. <laughs> and say, I'm a shark. I'm going to get you. 
And he put, goes right back down into the bed. Oh, man. I have this. This has uh, both expresses my excitement and disappointment in this film. And one, we have Raul Julia on a little skiff, like a beautiful skiff out in the water. And Barry Busey's just like, I'm so glad you finally took me out in your boat. He's like, it's a skiff. But yes, of, of course, just enjoy yourself. Relax. Why don't you stand up there in the front like in Titanic? And he says, all right, okay. So he stands up there. And then all of a sudden, Raul Julia just snaps his fingers and the giant shark eats Gary Busey. And nice. he's like, oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> and he turns the skiff around and leaves. Hide under my bed, will you? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's the next scene of, of that whole thing. Yes. <laughs> that's my review somehow for a film. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this episode of A Play on Nerds. What are we doing? Right. Join next us time? next week when we're going to try roll uh nerd roll of fortune <laughs> over again to see how we do the second time through. Yeah, we'll see what we'll talk about. We'll never know until then. So come back for that. We'll be your nerdy co-hosts and you'll be our nerdy audience. Thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy roll of fortune, my friends. Roll <laughs> of fortune. Thanks for listening to A Play on Nerds. Feel free to email feedback at aplayonnerds.com with all your questions or comments. Shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter and earn yourself a sweet shout out on the show. Review us on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts so even more nerds can find us. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, we aren't picky. Check out our entire back catalog and other offerings at aplayonnerds.com. And how? How?